The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Let's get into a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Oh, we're so grateful to you. We're so grateful to you, Lord. We're so thankful to you for everything that you've done for us. We're so grateful to you to have you as our Father. And so we pray for tonight's meeting. We pray, Father, help me heal to your spirit. And help me say the things that you want me to say. It's very important. And um, Lord, I pray that you think through my mind and you speak through my vocal cords. I pray none of me. And I pray all of you. I pray now for the people who are online. And I pray for those who are sitting here, Father. And I, I come against satanic distractions. <coughs> you foul devil. You have no control over this meeting and you have no control over anything. You are defeated. Amen. And that will never change. So we bind your operations in the name of Jesus. And Father, I take authority over the airwaves in the name of Jesus. And I pray for those who are streaming and those here tonight. Lord God, I pray that you will give them eyes to see. And I pray, Father, you'll give them ears to hear and a heart that understands. And I thank you for that. And I I thank you for this meeting. And I thank you for you and your presence and your wisdom and your understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, let's get into it. So, where do I start? At the beginning. (laughs) I had a really good time with the Lord this morning, specifically this morning. But, you know, it's so important. It is so, so, so important for you to ask the Lord what it is He needs us to preach on. Have you heard me say that many times? Yes. And, you know, when I started, you know, the Lord said, you you called into ministry. Come. And I was like, yo, I used to be quite nervous right in the beginning because, you know, you've got to ask Him, okay, what's the right message and so forth. And, man, I used to sweat sweat and waiting for the right title and the right message and over time I got used to receiving from him and now I'm at a place where I don't stress about it at all now I ask him all right dad what do you want us to talk about next week I said I receive it thank you for showing me And it might only come two days later. But when it comes, I know that it's that message. I know. So, we had an informal meeting at Andrew's place. When was it, Andrew? Monday. Monday, yeah. Went over there. By this time, I'd already prayed and asked the Lord, what am I to talk about on Wednesday? Mm -hmm. And we had a meeting there and so forth. And we did supper, the whole thing there. And right afterwards, nearing the end, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. And man, the stuff that just flowed out of my spirit. I was quoting scriptures and it just, it was like a beautiful puzzle piece coming together. And I said, that's it. There's the message. That's the message for Wednesday. I know what it is. And so 
we left that and now yesterday again the Lord spoke to me more about the message for tonight. And there's some things that he dropped on the inside of me and so forth. And before I go into that, I also want to share something else with you. Never ever be in a hurry when you pray about something. You believe in God for something. There's something that you need. Don't ever be in a hurry. Just be patient. He's going to get it to you. And don't try and figure it out. And don't try and wonder. And don't go into panic mode. Don't do that. Just pray. And leave it. And there's don't some, try to force it. Don't try and force it. You don't have to. When you come to a place where you know I can talk to you about something, it doesn't matter how difficult the situation is or how complex the situation is and so forth. Just leave it alone. Yeah. He knows how to get the answer to you. Just relax. There's been something that's been bugging me about the ministry for for months. And I spoke to the Lord about it. I said, why isn't things happening this way? And how do I get to that place of what you are calling me to do and what you expect me to do and so forth? And I prayed about it. And I'd bring it up a couple of times and just leave it. And today, he said, go onto YouTube. And I went onto YouTube. And there was a specific teaching there. And I played the teaching. <laughs> and the very question that I had, it was full of my answers. Beautiful. Yes, that's awesome. Beautiful. And I said to I couldn't get over it. I had some errands to run afterwards, you know, and I got up. And uh, Megan's got me into a habit of using <coughs> my diary, you know. Yes, give the credit to Jesus. Yeah, well, he he too. <laughs> and uh, I'd every time, you know, I'd buy a diary, and Megan would say, "Why do you buy the thing? You don't even use it. Yeah. You know, it stands empty." Yeah. You know? And I just, you know, to take a book out and to write into it, write in the thing every day. Uh, but anyway. The Lord said to me one day, you've got a bunch of stuff to do and you need to open up that diary and use it. I said, yes, sir. Okay. And now I'm in a habit of it. So praise God. So now when I go out, I make my list and my diary goes with me. I know why you were scared to use the diary. Why is that? Because you were scared of all that stuff coming in as you wrote it down. You were getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, every stop that I make, did I get this that's on my list? Yes, tick it off. Go to the next place. Did I get this? Yes. Take it off and so forth. And as I said, I had some errands to run today. And while I was driving around, I just said to him, Lord, I am so blessed by what you have shared with me concerning what I need to do in this ministry. And it's just absolutely phenomenal. So I'm blessed by that. So I want to encourage you people. And... Um, Part of it involves a lot of prayer. Okay? Part of it involves a lot of prayer. So I want to encourage you guys too. As I have heard, I'm passing it on to you. Learn to pray. Yeah. Because when I look back now, I kept speaking to the Lord about this thing concerning the ministry. And He kept bringing this thing up to me. Pray. Pray more. Pray more. Pray more. That that came up a lot. And I kind of ignored it. And I was... I, not ignored it deliberately. I would say, yeah, I, I know. I need to pray more. I need to pray more. You know? Are you talking about praying in the Spirit more? Both. Okay. Both. Uh, like Paul said, I pray in the Spirit, but I pray with my understanding also. There's a balance. And um, that really blessed me. That really blessed me. It really blessed me today thoroughly. So learn, learn to pray. The scripture, and I did not know this, but the scripture actually calls it your instruments. 
calls it your instruments. So use it. Amen. Okay. Another thing, do you uh, repeat the question? You know, like uh, the Apostle Paul said, uh, he, he sought the Lord three times. Yeah. Um, do you keep asking him? or uh, If it's in faith, yeah. If it's in faith, I don't see any problem with it. If it's in unbelief, stay away from it. You know, if you if you if you're getting into repetition, get away from that because you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But if it's in faith and you know he's got that answer for you, go before him and and you bring that up before. Him. Now, this is something that let's get on to tonight's topic. And um, okay, just looking at the time here. So I spoke to the Lord and I really thought that we are going to do a part two in about other tongues. And the Lord said no. And I was like, okay. We Are we going to get to other tongues? Yes. Is it important? Yes. I encourage you to pray in other tongues. Yes, amen. I really encourage you to pray in other tongues. If you can make that a habit every single day, go ahead and do that. You won't be sorry. If you don't pray in other tongues, are you going to miss out? Yes. yes. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, yes, you will miss out. What will you miss out? You'll never know. How's that? It's food for thought. You'll never know. Okay, so this is what the Lord has really laid on my heart in a very, very, very strong way. And I had to kind of stand back because I see this in the lives of so many Christians. Christians don't get this. And this is what he said. You are supposed to be transitioning. You are supposed to be transitioning. Okay. Someone says, what are you, what are you talking about? You're talking about this gender stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking about that. But we are talking about a transformation that is supposed to be taking place. Change taking place. You are supposed to be transitioning. Okay. To what? Into love. Amen. You are supposed to be transitioning towards love. Yes. Amen. I have noticed, and listen, don't get me wrong. When you're a little bit wet beyond the ears, and you're too focused <coughs> on other things, and you hear the love message, it doesn't sound as important as other topics are. Okay? It really, you might think, we'll get to that. You might think, I need to get my healing done. I need to know about healing. I need to develop in healing. Or I need to develop my faith in the wisdom of God. You might think there are other aspects of your Christian walk that are far more important. Mm -hmm. I know because I was there. I used to think that. And there's nothing wrong with you thinking that. It just shows you how ignorant you are. That's all. Brother Trevor, are you calling yourself ignorant back then? Yes. I was genuinely ignorant. But don't stay there, right? But don't stay there. <coughs> And I'd hear preachers uh, talking about the topic of love and really hammering on that topic many, many, many times. And it would make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to do this right now. But there came a time where it settled in my heart and I knew this is it. This is important. But I was still on a very basic level. It still wasn't my top priority. And as time went on, and I searched the scriptures, and I talked to the Lord about it and, and so forth. But where I am right now, 
I can see it is so pivotal to every single believer that is out there. Let me tell you this. Walking in love should be your end goal as a Christian on this earth. If there is anything that you can accomplish in life, if there is anything that you could possibly achieve in life, that should be it. That should be your number one goal. Because everything else works around that. And doesn't that prove that you're a true disciple of Jesus Christ? You're reading my notes here. Sorry. <laughs> that you love everyone as I have loved you. Yeah. If you think to yourself right now, mm, it's not that important. Let me tell you something right now. You've missed it. Let me tell you something right now. Don't have that attitude. The last living disciple. Let me say this. The last living apostle of the Lamb was John. He was the oldest. And Jesus' mother lived with him. And in his younger days, they would go and visit churches because they were the overseers of those churches. And they'd come and sit at the back of the church and the young pastors would preach. And the young pastors felt intimidated by these people of faith. Because they were there. They walked with Christ. They saw the miracles. That's why they are referred to as the apostles of the Lamb. The Apostle Paul was not an apostle of the Lamb. He didn't qualify. But John was the last living apostle of the Lamb. And they would ask him, Elder John, are there any words... That you could pass on to this next generation. And every single time he would tell them, walk in love. Walk in love. Let me ask you this. For someone who's been through a lot. For someone who has seen it all. Like the Apostle John. The Baptist you talk No. Mm -hmm. If you're asking him... For advice. And he's got one word of advice for you. The only thing he says to you is. Walk in love. What do you think you're going to do? Walk, walk in, in love. love. What do you think is the most important. If it comes out of that man's mouth. Yeah. Well walking in love. Is just walking in the spirit of God. Yeah. Because God is love. You can't walk in love. You can't believe. Faith. You Most can't. It. And John the Baptist. <laughs> John was the apostle that knew that he was loved. He, he was the guy that referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah. But he's advising all of us to walk in love. Now, you are supposed to be transitioning. You are supposed to be changing. And you are supposed to be coming more and more like love. That should be your end goal. Not a big house. No. Not ten trips and two ocean cruises. And a skyscraper. <coughs> quoting material things. This is what people go for. Walking closer with designer shoes. You know? Fame? Man, if man, I'm telling you something now. As a believer. If you don't get this down, if you don't make this your goal, people got different goals. They got policies, they got retirement annuities that they invest in, and they are very proud of those type of things, and they got the grandest of medical aids and that type of stuff. But if you have not achieved walking in love, if you have not made that your goal, you've achieved nothing on this earth. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Because faith works by love. Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work any other way. It won't. Now watch this. I see there's some believers who are still angry. Some believers are still bitter. I see no change in them. Some still believe 
the worst of everyone. My question to you is, where is the love? Where is it? Where is the transition? What did Jesus say? When you're looking at the world, and the world says, will you go and greet only this person, you only greet that person and so forth, and they greet you back, but you don't show your neighbor love. He says, what have you achieved? He goes like this here and he says, the world does that. Let me ask you this. The fruits of the Spirit, is it anger? No. The fruits of the Spirit, is it bitterness? No. The fruits of the Spirit, is it strife? No. no. You're not going to find it there. But what are the fruits of the Spirit? Again, if you look in Galatians, it starts with the... What's the very first fruit? Say it, say it again. Love. Thank you. Gentleness. Am I right? Yes. Self-control. Kindness. Yes. Meekness. Isn't that the same as kindness? Joy. I'm quoting attributes of love. You have these fruit... On the inside of you already. It's inside of you. As a born again believer. It's already there. But can you see. How we're supposed to transition into that. Years ago. When I got born again. One of the fruits. Which is developed very quickly in me. Is joy. And I came to work. And the people asked me. Why are you always smiling? Why are you always laughing? They, listen, they actually could not understand why I was smiling all the time. Why I was full of joy. I had to explain it to them. I said to them, I'm a born again Christian. I'm not doing this in my own strength. If you knew me when I was a sinner, you would have ran away because I was scary as a sinner. I didn't have that fruit on the inside of me. So I could not be. A joyous person. It's a real thing this. Fruit of the spirit. Is very real. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's right. They were absolutely. Amazed by that. But I told them it's really. It's not me. One guy. Who was. Hooked on drugs. And alcohol and so forth. He told his mother. Uh, Trevor's on drugs. I'm telling you that. He said there's no way. Listen to this. He can't figure this out with his mind. Can you see the transition that took place inside of me? He could not figure out in his mind why I am so happy. He told his mom. He said no ways. I know. I know, I recognize, because I take drugs. He said, that oak has to be on drugs. There's no way he can be happy all the time. I'm talking about transitioning. I'm talking about being changed, where people can see the evidence, the fruit of love. They must not see the fruit of the world. They must not see bitterness. They must not see anger. They must not see strife. They must not see those things. Mm. We must see change. That must be your end goal. It must be. Otherwise, what Christ has done for you has been done in vain. Yeah. Listen to this. Turn to Romans chapter 13 verse 14. And you can tell I downloaded this from heaven, huh? Mm. Amen. But we got to keep on hammering on this. Yeah. Again and again and again. Because I don't know where you are spiritually when it comes to the love walk. You might be thinking to yourself, no, it's not that important. We, we've never learned enough. Thank you. So Romans 13, That's it. Romans 13 verse 14. Okay. Amen. You guys there? Amen. Watch this. But put he on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put he on the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. 
and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Did it say for me, put on Trevor? No. Frank, does the scripture say, put he on Frank Onaus? No. No. You've got to put on someone else. You have got, who is Jesus Christ? He's love. He is love. In this script, if you go and read in this same chapter, I'm telling you something now. I'm not taking the scripture out of context at all. Go and read the couple of verses that are before that. It talks about being in debt to love. That is one debt you are allowed to have. He says, oh, no man, anything. But to love one another. Well, how can you do that if you're not walking in love? You've got to walk in love in order to be indebted to love. You understand? Then he goes all through that scripture and then you come down to this one. Put he on the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm not supposed to be Trevor. Morris is not supposed to be Morris. Frank, you're not supposed to be Frank. I've never met my grandfather. Let me say it like this. I've never met my grandfathers. They passed away before I was born. But now I'm talking about on my mother's side. There's things that I say and there's things that I don't tell people. But I have had remarkable experiences with the Lord. And one day, the Lord allowed me to see my grandfather on my mom's side. And it was the very first time I've seen him. But when he approached me, now listen, when he approached me, I had to look twice. And the more he came closer, he was emanating Christ so much, I struggled to see him as my grandfather or is this Jesus that I'm actually looking at? You understand? He was so lost in Christ. He's up, he's up in heaven, of course. He's so lost in Christ. I had to look twice as he was approaching me. He didn't say a word. And he came closer to me. And then the Lord witnessed in my spirit, that's your grandfather. And I looked at him and I said, you my granddad. I said, we know stories about you. <laughs> He just looked at me. You know what he said to me? There was a coffin at one side. And I, I looked at him. I said, you know, I'm, I'm one of your grandkids. You know, you should be excited to see me. You know, he just looked at me. And there was a coffin one side and the lid was a bit loose. And the coffin was open. And he said to me, look inside. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. He said, look inside the coffin. And I looked inside the coffin. There was no person inside the coffin. But what he wanted me to see was the lid of the coffin. And it had a whole lot of scratch marks as if someone was buried alive. Sure, sure. And then he said this to me, don't forget the Catholics. And I said, okay. And that was it. He was quiet. And then that disappeared. That ended. But my point to you is this. There's a scripture that says that we should die to ourselves. And that Christ may be revealed in us. When my grandfather approached me, he was so full of Christ that I'm going to say this again. I struggled to identify him as my grandfather because I I first thought it was Jesus that I'm looking at. You understand? You can do that here on the earth. The scripture says you're supposed to put on Christ. No more Susan. No more Francois. No more Frank. No more Chantal. No more Megan. No more Trevor. No more Andrew. No more Marius. No more Denver, no more Angela, 
No more Tiffany. No more my folks. We're supposed to be so full of Christ. We're supposed to be emanating Christ all the time. How was Christ? He was gentle. Was he a doormat? No. Meek but not weak. But was he a fighter? Was he a fighter? Was he ready to fight people? No. No. Only with the mouth, perhaps. Pharisees and all that. When the people that wanted the adulteress, the woman that was caught in adultery, when they wanted her dead, here's my question to you. When they had him there and they wanted this woman dead, did Jesus condemn them? Mm -mm. No. That's Christ. Did he condemn them? No. Was he walking in love? Yes. yes. Was he being a pushover because he did not call out their sin? No. Mm -mm. Should we call out people's sin? No. no. Should we call out people's sin? No. no. Should we judge them? No. Did he call out their sin? Did he judge them? No. No, he didn't. He didn't. You might say, I don't want to be like that. Doesn't the scripture say we look like lambs going to the slaughter? Romans chapter 8. But no, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Walking in love might look like weakness, but it's not. Like I said to you, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Rome, he said, we look, we just look like that. Mm. When you're walking in love, you just look like you are a lamb going to the slaughter. In the eyes of the world, ah, defeated, weak. But no, it's not like that. You are more than a conqueror. John 13 Verse 34 and verse 35. They'll know you are my disciples when you love one another. Do you see the transition? Do you see the qualification? John 13, verse 34 and verse 35. When you're there, a new commandment I give unto you. You can say it like this. He's the head of the church. You can say it like this. A new order I give unto you. This is an order. A command that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. Let me ask you this. Is this a good idea? Yes. Is, is this just a, a good suggestion? No. Command. If you do not do this, are you in sin? Yes. yes. Yes, you are. Do you see how serious this gets? Watch this. Here's the proof in the pudding. Watch this. By this. By what? The commandment that was given to you. The commandment to love one another. By this shall all, not some, all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love, not anger, not strife, not bitterness, not passing judgment. If you have love one to another. Are Christians... Obeying this. No. No, no they're not. They are fa this is listen, you can sit and you can point fingers at Adam and Eve all day long. Yeah, they had one command not to eat the fruit. Well, guess what? You've got one command to love. To love. And we haven't kept it yet. I'm gonna ask you again, do you see the transition? Do you see how important this is to the church? Mm -hmm. Everything, even under the old covenant. Let's go there. What was the first 
What is the first? What is the first and greatest commandment? What is the second? To love your neighbor as yourself. That was the second. That was important. That was number one under the old covenant. Why do you think it will be different in the New Testament? You know, I kind of see like Jesus um, trying to get people to walk in the Spirit. This is the only way you can walk in the Spirit. That's it. And when you walk into the Spirit, or when you walk in the Spirit, you are much higher than the natural. If I can say Absolutely. that way. Absolutely. You can actually walk in the, the miraculous. That when people don't do this, if I can say they're stuck on earth. Yeah. yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. what the earth has to offer. Yeah. Very well said. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Amen. Amen. Now we've been down this road before and I've quoted it before, but it's always good to go over these things because how does faith come? By hearing. Can you hear it again? Yes. Of course you can. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear heathens. No. 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 Watch this. That word follower, and I bear record, I have mentioned this before. In the Greek, the word is mimic. Imitate. Imitate. One translation says imitate. But that exact word there is to mimic. Okay. Now watch this. Let's read it. Be he therefore followers of God. Mimic God as dear children. As his kids. In other words, the apple must not fall far from the tree. Watch this. And walk in love. There it is again. And walk in love. Mimic him. Mimic who? Jesus. God. God. Who is God? Love. We know. He's love. Yes. Mimic him. How do you mimic him? Walk in love. What did Jesus say? Let's go back to that again. You don't have to turn there. Verse 35 of John 13. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Disciple, the root word is disciplined. That's all. They'll know that you are disciplined like me. They'll know that you are my disciplined ones. Watch this. If, 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 there's the qualifying factor. There's a lot of Christians, not a lot of disciples. Let me say that again. There's a lot of Christians. To walk in love, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be disciplined. There's that end goal to put on Christ. There's that end goal to mimic God. And he tells you, how do you mimic him? Walk in love. I'm going to say it again. There's a lot of Christians. There's not a lot of disciples. Let that sink in. There's not a lot of disciplined ones. Why? If you have love. If you have love. Not anger. Mm -hmm. Not resentment. Not grudge. No grudges. Strife. If you have love one to another. This is not a popular message. Mm. Should be. What am I doing here? I'm preaching success to you. Yes. You're preaching healing. I'm preaching healing. I'm preaching prosperity. I'm preaching deliverance. I'm preaching the wisdom of God. You're saving us. That's it. Love is the answer to everything. Amen. Qualifying factor. If you have love one to another. What happens if I don't have love one to another? Do I qualify as a disciplined one? No. It's a hard message. It's a good message. 
Let me read this again. Ephesians chapter 5. Be he therefore followers of God. Mimic God as dear children. Let me say it like this. This is the Trevor Van Feeren translation. Mimic, love your dad as you are his kid. <laughs> and walk in love. Watch this. As. What does as mean? It's a conjunctive word. That means there's a relationship on this side of the sentence to the other side of the sentence. In other words, you can say it like this. And walk in love. How? I'm going to explain. As. This is walking in love. Walking in love is not being nice to people. Just for the sake of it. It's about laying down your life for them. You must lose your life. say to folk and what I've heard said before don't tell me you're a Christian show me show me don't tell me show me actions speak louder than words and watch this and walk in love as as how do we walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. That's how you walk in love. You lay down your life. Yes. Can we turn to Second John? Man, you're going to see this is the central theme in the New Testament. Second John chapter 1. Verse 5 and verse 6. Does God love you? Yes. yes. Is He your Father? Yes. yes. Is He love? Yes. Are we His kids? Yes. Amen. Okay, you there? Amen. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I write, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that... We love one another. We love one another. Watch this. Verse 6. And this is love. That we walk after His commandments. This is the commandment. That as you have heard from the beginning. You should walk in it. You should walk in it. What's the point of you having faith that can move mountains and you don't walk in love? What's the point if you can speak in tongues and you don't walk in love? You know what Paul says? He says, let me tell you what it sounds like. A clanging cymbal. Yeah. Means that, and let me tell you, there's a lot of Christians praying in tongues. And they all think that they sound beautiful. Here's reality. There's a lot of clanging cymbals. The Bible says, even though a person can speak in tongues, but they have no love done at them. That's it. Mm. I like the message translation. It says this, I'm bankrupt without love. Is that true? Yes, Yes, of course it is. Are you not bankrupt without love? Yes. Of course. If you are not walking in love, are you still a Christian? Mm. Yes, you are a Christian. Mm. But you're not going to experience the fruit of it. You're not. But who are they imitating? If who are they? Ooh. Imitating Christ. Say that again, Andrew. So if they're not imitating Christ, they're imitating the devil. If they have so. not put on Christ. Yes. It's harsh, but it's the truth. It's a oh man. This is a pill we need to swallow. Amen. Colossians chapter 3. Is it okay if we don't walk in love? No. No, it's not okay. Why? It's a command. It's a command. It's not okay if you don't walk in love. It's not okay. It is not okay. You don't have an excuse. No. 
You really don't have an excuse. No, because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. Romans 5 5. You just, don't have an excuse. But just a love by faith. There's no love, there's no faith. It's like, you know, when Jesus was talking with the Pharisees, it's like, I always wondered why God was, I mean, why Jesus was harsh with them, why he called them brood of vipers and yeah. like that. You know, because they had no love. That's it. Everything was the law, but their own distorted perception of love. They had no love. Yes. And yeah. Frank, was he being hateful towards him? No, Let's bring that up. He was loving yeah. Because him. people who don't want to put on Christ will use that. Yeah, but he, overt he overthrew tables. Yeah. And he had whips. No, and if he does it, so can I. No, 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 you can't. For a good reason. Yeah. They, they, like I notice with people that have no love, they're always pointing other people's faults. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's one yeah. thing I noticed. Too busy pointing out other people's but, faults. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not, it's like looking at the log and the announce, I, but not the rock. Mm. That, that's the thing. This is this is what I'm saying. People have got a tendency. Christians have got a nasty tendency to point fingers. Nasty, nasty tendency to be judgmental. Nasty, and they got excuses for it. Justify everything. Let me tell you something. You've never experienced life until you walk in love. Yes, I'm, I'm telling you that. I know because I'm talking from experience. If you knew who I was, you would say, man, God has done a work in you. Done work in you. I invented the, the cuss book. It used <laughs> to be my language. Yeah. I was always ready for fights, always ready to condemn people, always ready to have a throwdown. That was me. Are we at Colossians chapter 3? Yeah. But you know what? I knew those things. When I got born again, I knew those things were wrong. I knew those things were wrong. It's not right. Andrew knows. He's been my brother before Christ. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And he's my brother afterwards. Andrew, was there a transition that took place? Yeah, there definitely was. There's my witness. I remember uh, back in the day, there used to be a group of kids. We, we were young ourselves. Yeah. They used to go around uh, the uh, Lorraine, and they used to smash the, the glass of the payphone boxes. Yes. And uh, Trevor woke me up, and he said, come, we're going to get them. You know, like he, we, were, we went after them. Yeah. Man, we had cops chasing after us. We did all sorts of things. And... Some of the people that I hung out with, Did they... you think you were Robin Hood? <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that I hung out with, they never changed. They never met Christ. They are in prison today. Sure. Some of them have been in house arrest. I'm, t I'm telling you, this is how serious this gets. Mm. And you can see that I was involved in that, and I didn't get too deep in it, thank God. Uh, praise him for that. He had he had something. Otherwise, we wouldn't be married today. Yeah. He had a calling on my life, and he needed to protect me. Yeah. But I'm telling you how real this is. How he has changed me. How he has changed my heart. We wouldn't be here if you didn't love us. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's true. In other words, you can basically say that if a person willing to walk in love, the flesh is going to get into trouble. That's right. Yeah. And let me tell you something now. I am a testimony of His goodness. I yes. am a testimony of His love. You both. Because the type of person that I was, I'm not leaning and relying on my own strength to be a nice person because the Bible says I must walk in love. No, no, no. That's where you're going to fall hands down. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about leaning and relying on the love that he put in your heart. His love. It's his love you're supposed to use. Not your love. You're supposed to use his love. It's a supernatural love. And it's tremendously powerful. It's the essence of our father. It's not selfish at all. I used to be very selfish. Yeah. I used to be very selfish, but I yielded myself to that love. I'm, talk, I'm talking about power here. I find, I find Christians struggle to walk in love because they think they're going to miss out on something. They think if they just let go and they walk in love, 
they're not going to get their dreams fulfilled. Let me tell you something. You need to let go. Let go of the flesh. Just let go of it. You're not going to miss out. You're going to gain. Yes. I promise you, you will gain. I promise you that. You will gain. Walk in love. The word does say that God's ways are higher than ours. It's way. It doesn't make sense. Watch this. Watch this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before we go to Colossians 3, what did Jesus say? Hate your enemies. No, love your enemies. Says love your enemies. Love your enemies. Even those who persecute you. Think about them. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Did it say judge your enemies? No. Why are Christians? I see. Oh, I see so many Christians judging, 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 and they got an excuse for it. Your but. <laughs> so we must love our enemies as much as we love one another. Yeah, that's hard, sure. Love your enemies. Yeah. Pray for them. Yes. If you don't have anything good to say, stay quiet. Pray for them. Yes. Which despitefully use you, and that's in the Bible. Yeah. Christians don't want to hear that. It's in the Bible. They don't want to do it because it doesn't make sense to them. It doesn't make sense. Love, love your brethren, love your neighbor, love your enemies. Hmm, let me see. Is there anyone that I cannot love? <laughs> Am I quoting scripture here? Can you see an all-round lifestyle of love? Can you see how important this is? And Jesus displayed it on the cross himself. And he said, the Father will give them and they don't know what they're doing. And it was on the cross. He's enemies. And they put him there. Yes. His yeah. enemies. Yeah. How hard is that? I think about that, man. Yeah. You should think about that. He looked at them with compassion. Yes. He was on the cross. Yeah, forgive yeah. him though. They've... They yes. mocked yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, if you if you've seen any, there's a lot of Christians that never do that today. I promise you that. Mm. Uh, okay, it's a Christian uh, today. That Christian will pull out a gun and shoot him. Yeah. And he'll say, "No, I've got a right to it." Arms. <laughs> if he slaps you on the cheek, what Turn must you do? Come on. Am I talking about love here? Yeah? Yeah. Is, is this some rabbi that's talking or is it Jesus, the head of the church, talking? Come on. What? You get slapped in the head. <laughs> you get slapped in the head. Others will go, What say ye? Come here. And, and they'll slap him. <laughs> they'll slap him on the other cheek. And then they'll preach to him and say, The Lord says, Now you must turn your cheek the other side. I must slap that one too. No. No. I'm talking about love here. We are supposed to put on Christ. We're supposed to make no provision for the flesh. Amen. I see so many Christians struggling uh, today because... They're not walking in love. Their faith is their faith needs a jump start. Their faith needs a jump start. There's nothing happening there. Mm -hmm. well, it's not like a jump start without love. Yeah. That's a feel. Yeah. Watch this. Are we at Colossians chapter three? Verse twelve. Can I read? Yes. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and hated. Beloved, you are loved. So what should you do? You should also love. Correct? You are loved. Watch us. Put on tender mercies. Put on kindness. Am I making this up? No. It's here in black and white. Put on humility. Put on meekness. Put on long suffering. Bearing with one another. So many Christians are not bearing with one another. They get irritated very quickly. Watch this. And forgiving one another. Where's the forgiveness? Where's the forgiveness in the church? Where is it? No transition. No transition has taken place. They want to be called Christians. They fail to be called disciplined ones. 
and Christians is actually Christ-like. Yeah. So you can't actually call yourself a Christian unless you are acting like Christ. Watch this. Forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you. So you also must do. Not it's a, it's a good idea. You don't really have to do it. It's the command of love, this. Watch this. But above all these things, put on love. But above all these things, put on love. Put on love. Put on love. Which is the bond, watch this, of perfection. Verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be <coughs> thankful. You are never ever going to experience the peace of God yes. in your heart if you don't qualify for it first. Mm -hmm. You are not going to experience peace in your heart when you're walking in strife, mm -hmm. when you're walking in anger, when you're walking in unforgiveness. Forget it. Forget it. They're all linked to torment. All of it. Yes, to qualify. Let's go through qualifications again. This is good stuff. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. You know what? This should be your dress code every single morning. That's no, not just this, but that's this. It is this. Stop looking for excuses to make provision for the flesh. Yes. Stop it. Amen. You don't have an excuse. You don't. This should be your dress code. Someone says, you've been harsh tonight, brother. You need to be. Put on tender mercies. Put it on. Put on kindness, put on humility, put on meekness, put on long-suffering. I don't want to do that. Because if I do that, they're going to walk all over me. They're walking all over you now. Because you're not doing this. You look like sheep going to the slaughter. But no. In all these things, you are more than conquerors. Bearing with one another. I don't see this. Eh? I'm honest with you. I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot. I've met a lot of Christians. I do not. This is not common practice. Mm -hmm. And it's disgusting. And it's not okay. It's not okay. Bearing with one another. Forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You must do this. That's what it means to walk in love. It means to crucify your flesh. That's what it means to walk in love. It means to do things your flesh does just doesn't see fit. Why must I do that? Well, the Lord knows what they did to me. Oh, the Lord's going to judge them. The Lord knows how wicked they are. That's got nothing to do with you. While you're busy pointing out their faults, you're busy failing wholesale on all of this. Mm -hmm. Why don't you quote this first? What's that, Lord? Thank you. When you got a beam in your own eye? Thank you, Jesus. That's good. You're busy pointing out the speck in your brother or sister's eye, but you got one heck of a beam in your own eye. What does Jesus say? Remove the beam out of your own eye first. Yeah. Yeah. Judge not and you will not be judged. Yeah. You know, Trevor, a lot of times God... You know, like we point and say, you know, Lord, look at them. Look at yes. this, look at that. But God's saying, well, what's your attitude? God is always checking how's our attitude towards others. That's how we see it as a, a 
plumb bob. I don't want you to know what the plumb bob is. Yeah. And that's what God sees is how's your attitude towards others. But like you said, people are always looking for some excuse. They're looking for an excuse. They, they, let me tell you, let me be honest with you. They're looking to make provision for the flesh. That's what they want to do. No, it's, still... it's pride. That's what it is. You're not, you're not adhering to this. It's pride. Yeah. 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 I remember when uh, the Lord warned me in a dream that uh, I was going to have this argument with a certain woman, and I forgot about. I wrote it down, but I forgot about it. Time went by, and I ended up. This woman like started a lot of trouble, sure. and I was really innocent, and she she was just used of the devil. Yeah. And afterwards, the Lord said, um, "Repent to her," and I said, "Lord." I was I was in the right. She was in the wrong. Yeah. And the Lord's like, it doesn't matter who's in the right or wrong. It's who walks in love. Yeah, because in that situation, you're both wrong. Yeah, yeah. So that's what Kenneth actually said. Yeah. doesn't matter. In an argument, whether you're right or wrong, you're both wrong because mm. you got into the argument. Walk in love first place. Walk in love first place. Can, can you see the theme mm. of the New Testament here? Mm -hmm. Have I been quoting New Testament to you? Yes. Yeah. Have I quoted one scripture to you? Mm -hmm. No. Free witnesses. Can you see how serious this is, guys? Can you see why the Lord said to me, tell them they're supposed to be transitioning. You're supposed to be transitioning. Yeah. You're supposed to be less and less and less of like yourself. Yourself, and you're supposed yes. to be more and more and more like Christ. Yes. Amen. And, and you normally pray uh, less of us and more of you. Correct. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Now let me let me close this off. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse fourteen and verse fifteen. We're going through scripture. Why are we going through all this scripture? We need our minds renewed. We need to transition. We need to change. We need to get rid of ourselves. We need to be examples. Yes. We need to put on love. We need to put on Christ. We need to mimic love. Yes. Who is our Father. Amen. As dear children. And walk in love. We need to do this. Mm -hmm. It needs to be your number one. It needs to be your end goal. It must be. If there's anything that you need to accomplish in life. This is it. It was a commandment in the Old Covenant. It's a commandment in the New Covenant. In other words, there's no excuse for you. You're not getting away from this. With everything, become love. With everything. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 and verse 15. You guys there? Yes. For the love... For the love of Christ compels us because we judge this, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, yes. but live for him who died for them and rose again. How does that verse start? It says, for the love of Christ compels us. Mm -hmm. One translation says, constrains. Yeah. It gives you the idea, if you were a horse, that would be your bridle. Mm. So love should be the motive of your actions. That's right. That's right. If there's anything that is compelling you, if there's anything that's constraining you, it's love. In other words, love prevents you from being unlovely. Mm. What is our end goal to be in more this like earth? Christ. To be more like Christ. Yeah. To be disciplined. It's not a sign of weakness. It's to be a witness. And you can only be a witness when you are a disciple. That's right. Walking in love. Did you get anything out of this? Beautiful. Yes, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we were wrapped over the fingers. You know why I had to be this hard? 
no, no, it's good. It's yeah, good. no, no, I, I hear you. Mm. But you know why I had to be this hard? Because it's not this serious in the mind of a yeah. believer. Mm. It's not top priority yet. Mm. And sometimes we are called. Part of this ministry is to rebuke. It's part of this ministry. Exhort. I'm and and exhort. It's not me being condemning and attacking you and finding fault with you. No, it's me showing you how serious this is and you need to make it that serious. Thank you for the correcting. It's an act of love. It's an act of love for you to be loved so that you can see how serious this is. Yeah, and if you feel like your life is stagnant at the moment, like things are moving forward, this is the first place you look Number at. One place. <coughs> Number one yeah. place. Because that's going to be your jet fuel to that's, shift yeah. you forward. Let me tell you something. Where I used to be and where I am now. And I'm still transitioning. Am I perfect? Do I have a doubt? No, I don't. But I'm telling you something now. I'm getting better and better. Okay? Let's end off in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the strong message. And we thank you that this word will not return void, but it will prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. And I praise you for it, and I thank you for it, Father. Thank you for the change. Thank you for the change that's going to take place in these people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.